Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, the ace that runs the place, one half of the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. Yes, I am back with a new episode. It's been a long time since I blessed you guys with a new episode. Man, me and the franchise have been busy, been kind of, I feel like this has kind of been on like a mini hiatus or whatever. Honestly, like the last time that me and him recorded together was the day of the mass shooting that happened in Buffalo. So I kind of I don't know if, I don't know if that has something to do with it why we haven't recorded. Um, that's been about what like two weeks I believe, two three weeks or something like that since since we recorded. So I mean it's it's been a minute you know and I've been meaning to drop an episode but a solo episode but you know how life gets guys. Life gets life gets crazy life gets hectic. We got jobs, we got lives, we got a tattoo, man. It's, it's crazy out here, you know what I'm saying? Gas is still high, and the world is just just all, you know, it's all over the place. But, you know, it is what it is. We're going to stay strong and keep it keep it pushing, you know. So one of the things I wanted to talk about with you guys was, honestly, if you guys haven't seen it, AEW pay-per-view Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing, I believe this is the third or fourth double or nothing in AEW history. And and honestly, man, like I think the one thing I give AEW their credit for is they come out with some of the best cards in like pay-per-view for pay-per-views. They, they, I think they haven't missed yet on a card for a pay-per-view. I really don't believe so. I really think that they really been on point, you know, you know, and I feel like that's kind of that's kind of difficult. But if you look at the roster that AEW has um, accumulated throughout the uh, the last few years, you know, especially with WWE cutting so many people, AEW has just been able to pick people up and just like you know add to the roster. And just you know, then when it comes down to you know their their pay per views or their big events or whatever like that, they can just put out an awesome card for the fans and you know for the fans that you know that enjoy the product. So, you know, that's the one thing I want to say is like AEW always puts out a fantastic, you know, card for their pay-per-views. You know, um, you know, they got Forbidden Door is the next event in Chicago. You know, AEW Double or Nothing is, you know, usually always in Vegas. I know uh, it's funny. I think uh, Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank, uh, from the dub, supposed to be in uh, Vegas, and he had an advertisement, one of them advertising buses, driving around, and had a picture of Cody on the bus. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Yo, that's petty, that's petty." But I like it's petty, but it's funny. You know what I mean? So you can't really get mad at that. Like I said, it's competition. You know, and like I said, competition, competition. You know, you know, you need competition. Competition usually brings out the best in a lot of people. Some sometimes it do, sometimes it don't. But you kind of need that competition to. You know, make yourself better if you look at it like that. But the car, like I said, it was it, the car was pretty deep. It was about thirteen matches on the card. I probably say my one of my favorite matches out of the car out of the thirteen. I'll go with the Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks. It's kind of a dream match in a way because you got the Hardy Boys who were kind of like one of the hottest, one of the greatest, well, obviously one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You know, one of the legends in the WWE, Jeff Hardy, obviously is a, is a fan favorite. You know, I love Matt Hardy. And Matt Hardy is a, you know, Matt Hardy, 
is one of those guys that he could reinvent himself like every 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 so every so often he can re- reinvent himself and make himself more valuable to a company, more valuable to a wrestling promotion. So Matt Hardy is, is a is a is a genius when it comes to reinventing himself and um and marketing and all that other stuff like that. And Jeff Hardy obviously is a legend in um in himself. And that kind of like in the young bucks, I kind of like the young the the young version of the, of the Hardy Boys. They are the the product of the Hardy Boys. You know, and this is a dream match. This is something that I'm quite for sure if Vince McMahon could have had his way, Vince McMahon would have loved to have the Hardy Boys and the Young Bucks at WrestleMania at one of these uh, major pay-per-views. That would be, especially WrestleMania, more, more so WrestleMania than anything. That would have been a classic WrestleMania moment that had the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania, not even for a title, just to, just to fight. Just to see them, just to see those these two tag teams in the ring would be incredible for WrestleMania for a WrestleMania moment. But that was one of the good matches of the car uh, other night. Uh, you had Warlow versus MJF, and I know I want to speak on MJF situation a little bit later. Um, but if you guys didn't know, MJF was there was rumors that MJF wasn't going to show up took a flight back to to the east coast or whatever like whatever but mjf was there he got there had his match with warlow put warlow over um warlow defeated warlow defeated mjf hit him with the um with the power bomb uh not really like a you know not really a classic match but it was a match that because of the drama because of the controversy we didn't know what was gonna happen uh sparked my interest you had the House of Black versus the Death Triangle. Now, this was a great match. This was a great. This is a great match between these two uh, trios, these two teams. House of Black won. Um, I believe her name is Julia Hart. Has joined. Has officially joined the House of Black. And like I said, the Death Triangle had him win. Pack was about to hit him with the uh, Red Arrow, but um, Julia Hart came out the. the the lights went dark. Julia Hart came out, spit the black mist in Pac face, and boom, you know, that was it. You know, one, two, three, whatever. House of Black won. House of Black has maintained, you know, has 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 maintained and, you know, got through it, you know, with, with the um, with the death triangle. But that was a great match. You had the two Owen Hart Foundation tournament matches, and I kind of figured... Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Breaker was going to win because because of like you know Adam Cole has been there Adam Cole to me is a guy that when he when he goes to a new promotion when he goes somewhere he usually makes an impact he usually wins a title you know what I mean he does something uh, uh, of significance when he gets to a new promotion like he did when he went to NXT you know and and him being the first winner of the Owen Hart foundation tournament for the men's you know was something that had to happen and i know he he beat samoa joe and I've, i just feel like samoa joe you know older guy uh i know he won the roh uh tv title you know and samoa joe you know injury history there's a lot of things with samoa joe you kind of just like ah you know you kind of understand why he i will understand why he want, might not be the book to win so I'm not mad at that, but um, like I said, Adam Cole usually is a guy that's he does a lot of firsts, you know. So so him being the first one to win this, 
It's no surprise to me. And obviously, Dr. Britt Baker is Dr. Britt Baker. She's one of the important pieces of AEW, the AEW building blocks from the beginning. You know, one of the fa- the face of the women's division, you know, or one of the faces of the women's division in AEW. And she beat Ruby Soho. You know, Ruby, Ruby, she's she getting there. She, she's she, since she's been there, she hasn't. We you know, you know, me as a me as a fan, you know, watching her from WWE come to AEW, you kind of like hope that you know you leave her from WWE to to another promotion that you get a title, you do something. But I think I think ultimately it's just the opportunity to get out there and perform in front of the fans and just get the opportunity, just like I said, just the opportunity to be yourself and have fun and wrestle and not feel too much pressure. And, you know, I think that's really, really what really is it all about. Me, my, like me as a fan, I figure if you leave from here to here, you're obviously, I feel like you're, one of your goals is to win the title, but it may, maybe it's not immediate, you know what I mean? But to have a couple, to have a couple, Adam Cole, Dr. Britt Baker are, are together, to have a couple win the uh, Owen Hart tournament, I'm cool with that. Good stuff. You had um, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Darby Allen. That was a match they threw together. That was a good match. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus the, the Blackpool Combat Club. That's a tough name. <laughs> That's a tough name to say. Eddie Kisi's Santana and Ortiz in the Anarchy in the Arena match. You know, Jericho with these names. <laughs> Jericho with these names for these matches. He, he a genius for that shit, though. But that match was... That match was brutal. That match was brutal. These boys was bleeding all over the place. And I'm the matches I really, from AEW, that's the old, that's, I really don't like no matches like that. I really, I'm really not a big fan of just matches where guys are really just beating the shit out of each other. You know what I'm saying? It's cool from time to time, but AEW does it a lot. They go to that a lot. You know, there's a death match, Texas blood match, something matches, something, you're going to be bleeding. That's that's for a fact. In AEW, you go be bleeding. You're going to be bleeding for sure. But this was a great match. Eddie Kingston is a wild boy. Eddie Kingston and, and John Moxley and Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call them. And all these, these are some wild dudes, man. These are some wild dudes. I'm like, yo, D, D, John Moxley could never, never have done this in WWE. He could have never. He, the only time, if John Moxley was born in like the 90s, early 2000s, if he was like around the WWE around that time, yeah, he probably would have got away with a lot. Of, he would have been able to do a lot of that shit. Or, or like back in ECW days, he could have done that. But WWE, like today, oh no, no way, no way, Jose, it ain't, it ain't happening. So, so it, like I said, it, it ain't happening. But you know, the JSS, the JAS, the Jericho Appreciate Society won the match. Good match. As I said that was another good match of the card. One, this is one of my favorite matches too, right here. The Triple Threat Tag Team Match. For the AEW Tag Team Championships, the Jurassic Express versus Keith Lee and Swerve versus Team Taz. Either one of these teams could have won, I would have been happy. I really wanted Keith Lee and Swerve to win because I'm a Keith Lee fan and I, I, I like Swerve. I like Swerve Strickland or Isaiah Scott, whatever, whatever they call this man. 
whatever this man's name is, I'm, I'm Swerve. I'm just going to call him Swerve. I wanted Swerve to win. I wanted Swerve and Keith Lee to win. There was moments where it looked like Powerhouse Hobbs and 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 um and Ricky Starks was gonna win. And I and I fucking love Ricky Starks. I love this dude Swagger. Like I said, he's like a he's like a a thinner, like just a smaller version of the rock. He got the swag like the rock. He got the whole that dude. That dude got swag. I like, I like it. I like just his 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 in-ring presence and his his moves, his his, you know, everything, even when he holds the title, when he when he holds the FT uh, FTW title and he does like his little pose and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, this dude got I like him. I like him a lot, man. I really like this dude, man. He was in NWA for a minute, but now then he kinda like he left NWA. You know, that COVID and all this other stuff like that. He wasn't there for long, but now he ended up at AEW. And I like, I like this dude. I like this dude a whole lot. And Powerhouse Hobbs lost man weight. Looks in great shape. I remember, if you remember what he first looked like in AEW, so what he looked like now, yo, this is a totally different dude. And also, Keith Lee lost a lot of weight, too. If you haven't noticed, Keith Lee kind of kind of slimmed down a little bit in um in AEW. So that's so that's good. So that's good to see that. You know, I mean, he's obviously, obviously he's still going to be a big dude. He's always going to be a big man, but he, he slimmed down a little. He toned, he toned it down just a little bit. You know what I mean? He lost a good couple of couple of pounds, so it looks good on him. You know, and I'm glad to see that. But like I said, this, this that was a match that could have went either way. Jurassic Express um, won, won the match, retained the titles at uh, Double or Nothing, so that's good. I mean, that's just some matches I did miss out on is the American Top Team defeated defeated Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, Tay Conti. What else I missed out on? Uh, you had the Hookhausen defeated Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Nobody really cares about that. Um, Jay Carkill defeated Anna Jay. Like I said, I don't see a lot. Of, I don't know who go be Jay Cargill, man. This this is a tough. This is a tough chick, and she got the new thing, the baddie section, the baddies. All this with her and uh, Red Velvet and Kieran Hogan, man. She got it. They 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 nice, and also there were some debuts. There were some debuts at AEW, uh, AEW Double or Nothing. There was the Stokely Hathaway, aka, aka um, Malcolm. Was it Malcolm Biven? He was at NXT, so he showed up and uh, he lined himself with Jay Cargill, Athena, and Roosh showed up. You know, Athena's now signed to AEW. Look like she's going to be challenging Jade Cargill for the TBS title. And Andrade El Idolo, you know, tired of losing. Tired of losing to AEW. Finally got his brother, his family member, Roosh, up in there. So that's good. And we also had um, the in-ring debut of Paige, Paige Van Zant. Van Zant. So, and also too, like the, this, the, this was the first ever Anarchy in the arena match. It's usually the, what's it called? Um, Stampede of whatever, what's the name? Stadium Stampede or something. So, but, but they, they, they weren't doing that. They was like, man, we ain't doing that. We want to do this in front of the crowd. We want to do this. You know, John Moxley was like, I ain't doing that shit, but we doing this in front of the crowd. That's how they had the Anarchy, anarchy in the arena match. So, all in all, great pay-per-view. Like I said, great card. I said my favorite matches out of out of all this, I'll probably say 
the triple threat tag team match for the AEW. Tag- oh, my bad. Almost forgot. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot this. CM Punk defeated Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. A lot of people predicted that this was going to happen. I didn't think this was going to happen because I know AEW, I felt like AEW put so much time into building the story for Hangman to win the title. Right? Now, part of the reason I think Hangman, a lot of people felt like Hangman had to lose the title and maybe it could have been, maybe it should have been too punk as it was, was because I think Paige wasn't really booked right. I don't think he, you know, I mean, he, 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 who he fought? He fought, um, Adam Cole, you know, which was, which was, I thought he was going to lose Adam Cole. He fought Lance Archer. Uh, who else he fought? Obviously, he, he, he beat Kenny Omega. Um, he beat Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson. So he had, like, he had a good little, he had a good little run. He had a good little run as NXT, I mean, as AEW champion, but I just, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of wish he had the title a little bit more because I felt like AEW was really, like, building him up to be that guy. But also, too, I just think having CM Punk there and not having CM Punk win the championship would have been a bad idea. And I think, obviously, CM Punk, I think, won in one more title run before he called it a... Uh, called it quits uh, for his career. So, you know what I mean? Good, you know, good for CM Punk to finally win the, you know, to win the title after being away from wrestling. I believe what he said for like seven, eight years or something like that. You know what I mean? So, you know, congratulations to Punk for winning the uh, AEW uh, championship. The title looks good on him. I mean, he was very emotional after that, winning the title, you know? So, I mean, good for Punk, man. Punk deserves it, man. So, can't really get mad at that. Can't really get mad at Punk for winning the title at double or nothing. You know, so, I mean, if he was booked to win it, he was booked to win it. So, all in all, like I said, double or nothing was great. I give it a, let's say, out of five. Out of five, I give it a 4.5 out of five stars. Why is that a 5.5? I don't know. I I don't think it was perfect. I don't think it was just like, the perfect pay-per-view, but I think, like I said, it was a great card. He always put together a good card. It was 13, 13 matches. It was cool shit, you know what I mean? It was good, it was good pay-per-view, but I, I give it a 4.5 out of, out of that 5. Uh, we also had in AEW, so this basically going to be an AEW podcast, uh, AEW episode. The Redeemer, Miro, returns to AEW, came back, beat the shit out of Johnny Elite, a.k.a. Johnny Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, beat the shit out of him. So I'm glad, I'm glad to see Miro back. I was like, oh, man. Oh, man, my man Miro back? Like, let's go, man. Oh, man, that's that's my dude. Listen, that's his best character. Rusev Day, Rusev Day was great, but Miro the Redeemer? This, like, this this fallen soldier for God is awesome. Yo, he is, that, that is his best. I love that role for him. I love it, man. I think that's that, that's his best role, man. And I hope he come back, win a title, you know, come back, win a title, or compete for the, um, 
compete for the AEW championship. I don't want it to be Punk. I don't, I don't think Punk go last. I don't think Punk go last uh, with Miro in the ring. So it got to be somebody else. So well, I don't know. We go. We gonna see about that. We gonna see about that. But I'm glad to see Miro back. Lana was there because AEW, I believe, was Dynamite was in LA. It wasn't LA. So this was like this was this was AEW's. Uh, debut in LA in Cali and Lana was there you know Lana was there she was in the arena she wasn't she don't she don't work for AEW I wish you I want her to be AEW I want Miro and you know CJ Perry that's her real name or uh, you know CJ Perry I would be called her by a different name or whatever like that but I want her I want them two together in AEW I really do I really do. But this is like, like, Miro don't need nobody to talk from. This man is speaking. His English is good. His accent, you can understand. You know what I mean? Like, he's good. Like, he's improved leaps and bounds since being, like, from WWE to now where he at now. Like, he is improved so much. And, like I said, big dude, still explosive, powerful, got that devastating kick. Man, I'm just like, I'm glad to see him back, man. That's a that's a game changer for AEW right there, man. That's a big game changer for AEW. Having him back into the lineup, that's going to help out a lot. You know, because right now, AEW's down a couple of guys. AEW's down a couple of couple of uh, top-tier players in AEW. Uh, the champ, unfortunately, CM Punk had announced that he is injured. Um, he really didn't relinquish the title, but he said, like, He's, he's hurt, and he won't be able to... I don't think he's going to be able to wrestle at Forbidden Door, but, you know, I think he has a foot injury or something like that. Uh, I believe it's not... I mean, he, he didn't relinquish the title, so obviously I feel like the injury isn't too severe where he can't... You know, he can take some time off, still keep the title, come back within maybe, like, two months or something like that, a month or, month or two come back, get right back into it, defend the title, you know what I mean, and get back and get back into the uh, swing of things. So now AEW has an uh, interim, the interim championship, whatever like that, and, and for Forbidden Door, so well, Moxley won the, the tournament or whatever like that. It dynamite recently, so yeah, we're going we to see about that. We're going to see who, like the CM Punk situation, we're going to see about that. So, one of the big stories in AEW, the big, the big, the big, the big thing going on right now is MJF and the MJF drama surrounding him and Tony Khan and MJF feeling like he's not, you know, he's not, he did get, he's not getting paid. What do you feel like he deserves? He feels like. You know, all they do is sign these former WWE guys and put these former these former WWE guys and get this push. And MJF was like, yo, I've been here since day one, putting in work. I feel like I deserve a bump in my pay, which he probably do. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and say he don't. I'm gonna say he probably do because I don't I don't know. Number one, I don't know how much he's looking for. I don't know the number. That's never been disclosed. I don't even know his salary. For real, for real, you know what I mean? I lo- I've looked into trying to find, like, what wrestlers make or whatever like that. But that's kind of hard. That's a hard thing to find. Like, that's a hard... That's a hard... I've been looking, you know? And 
And that's some tough information to find. So, you know, they keep that under wraps. But MJF, he, he, you know, everybody called it, you know, the, you know, pipe bomb or, or the best pipe bomb or whatever like that. But, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people under here and a lot of people had their opinions about it. And, you know, I do agree that, you know, Tony Khan is not going to allow somebody that works for him to go out there and bash him and talk down to him and, and do all this other stuff and just for and, and not do nothing about it. You know, not cut off the mic, not have security come out there, come get him or whatever like that. You know what I mean? So obviously I felt like it was a um it was a work. So 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 that's so that part is it. So that part it is. Did he resolve the issue? I don't know. You know, did MJF get the money he's looking for because he wants to get paid? I don't know. But um Mark Henry, I listened to Busted Open a while ago, and um, Mark Henry said something that I agree with. I agree with. And this kind of goes to this, um, the built, not brought um, topic that's been really eating me alive um, with basketball, you know, because a lot of people are like, well, you know, this could be the same with wrestling. You know, the, you know, the, the built that talent in AEW, they didn't buy talent. They didn't, you know, get like the hottest free agents, whatever like that. They, you know, they had the homegrown, they had their homegrown, or whatever like that. Then you got the guys that come in there that you bought from like free agency or whatever like that. You know, they didn't buy a championship or whatever like that. They they built the championship. They built it from the ground up, or whatever like that. Which AEW did. They built a lot of it was from the ground up. You know, probably like the only, the only, the the few. Uh, uh, the few um WWE guys was like really just Cody that you seen was Cody Jericho and Moxley. That's probably about it. Like Cody Jericho and Moxley was was the three, you know. And then you had the guys that was under them, you know. So there wasn't really like I said at that time there wasn't really a lot of WWE guys, but now there's a lot of other WWE people, but. A lot of them don't even get the push. Like, they got Tony Nese there. Tony Nese don't really do nothing. You know, Tony Nese, he just he, he just had the pay-per-view with him. And like I said, with him and uh, Mark Stutter versus Hook Housing. Hook and um, Dan Housing. But other than that, since then, uh, Tony Nese been there. Tony Nese ain't really done nothing. Keith Lee, Keith Lee and, and the Swerve just got there. And he put these two together to be a tag team. So you got that, you know what I mean? So they're kind of like getting some spotlight a little bit, but you know, that's okay, whatever. And who else we got? Who else they got? Who else they got? They got Ruby Soho, but she's, you know, she's lost. I mean, Daniel Bryan, but he hasn't, you know, like I said, he's been put up there, but he hasn't had, you know, the, the Daniel Bryan that we know from WWE, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't won you know, a title or done anything like that. He hasn't, you know, but he's, you know, he's there. He has some good matches and stuff like that. He had a great match with Kenny Omega and fought John Moxley and fought other people. And now he got this group with him and Regal and all this other stuff like that. So, but what I like what Mark Henry said was that he, he felt like that's not a good, you know, oh, these are former WWE people. I mean, which is true, but... When you leave one company to go to the next company, what you've done in the past at that company 
don't matter because now you work for this company. Now it's all about AEW. It's not about WWE no more. This is all about AEW, you know? So now Swerve, Keith Lee, you know, whoever, all these people that signed Athena, um, um, uh, Michael Biven, all these other people that left, you know, that got cut or left WWE that signed to AEW are now they're part of AEW. Mark Henry said, like, I, I've, I left WWE, went to AEW, and I'm Team AEW right now. Big Show left, and, you know, all these are John Moxley left, and Jericho, and all these other people, you know, people done left. You know the 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 big the big name company the big fish to go to the to the kind of like the second big fish, you know. And now it's all about that company. You know what I mean? Like I think anybody that you know, if you work a job, and like I used to work at the airport for like ten years. I was working at the airport for ten years. COVID happened. All this shit happened. You know, looking for a new job, looking for a new career or whatever the case may be. Now I got a job. I've been at the job for damn near almost a year. Anything I've done before I got to the job don't matter. Because now I'm about this job. This job is the is this job is the place I'm at. This job is the place that I work and help pay my bills. Period. So anything before this job don't matter. You know, I'm I'm I don't want to say the name of my company that I work for, but you know that's 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 where I'm at right now. That's how anything is like. That's like a relationship. You know, you break up with somebody, you get with somebody new. What you've done, what you've done in the past, don't matter now. That that's in the past. You on to the next one. You know, you on to the next relationship. You can't. You know, what you've done in the past don't matter no more. You know, so I, I like that idea. You know, it's so like when when. So MJF, right now, they say he just look. He got leverage. He's just looking for, you know, some sort of leverage with, you know, negotiate, negotiate your power, with um, being this hot free agent. Cause right now he's hot. Right now he's one of the hottest uh, uh, characters in wrestling right now. He's he's up there with him, Roman. Uh, to me, him and Roman are like the top two. As far as like names, you think if you say these names, you like, oh yeah, I know. I know who that is, whatever like that. Especially if you're a wrestling fan, you like, yeah, you know who them guys are. You know, you know who Roman, what Roman do. You know what what uh, MJF is about. So MJF, to me, is just looking for leverage. I think he's just looking for the best, the best deal. And I honestly feel like MJF don't want to leave AEW. I think he really don't. I think he really don't want to leave AEW. But it's like I said, it's about the money. You know, Cody when Cody left. Cody had his reasons for leaving. You know what I mean? And money was one of the big parts of, one of the big reasons. we That's one of the salaries we did find out when, when Cody came back, he got three million. You know, from three million from what he used to, from what he used to have to now, and that's a lot of money. And he got a kid, he got a wife, he got, he got shit he got to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and on top of that, you in the wrestling business, you, your body, you can only get so much out of your body for so long. So he's like, yo, I'm trying to cash in. I'm trying to cash in as much as I can get. You know, so I I, I get that. The MJF, he's younger. He's younger. So, 
you know, and I don't know his situation. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he got a kid on the way. I don't know. You know, I really don't know. But I know for a fact that anybody that, like I said, you worked a job before, you want more money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With, you know, some shit change in your life. There's some things that happen. You're like, yo, man, I need some money. Especially when it comes to family. When it comes to family stuff, you're like, oh, man, I need some money. You got a kid. You got a wife. You got a house. You got you got you got bills piling up. You like, man, I need a raise. I need a raise ASAP. So I'm not I'm not mad at that, but I think he I honestly think he don't want to leave AEW. You know, because he talks that talk like he wanna leave, but I don't think he wanna leave. Cause I honestly think if MJF left AEW to go to WWE, he won't be the same MJF. You know, he won't he won't be the same. And then I'm like, man, I don't know who he who he's gonna really be, you know. Cause I'm like, he don't he don't wanna fight Roman. He don't wanna fight Roman. Roman Roman will, will beat his ass. Like him him and the Miz will have a good feud. You know, but I think on some serious shit, if it really did, those two really was going at it, I think Miz will work him. I think Miz will work him. I think a lot of people sleep on the Miz and think the Miz is soft or Miz is whatever. But Miz, Miz been in the business for a long time. Miz is a veteran. He gonna have shit to prove. He gonna hear what people go. And Miz gonna hear what people gotta say about him. Especially, especially comparing him to MJF, and he probably gonna think, oh, MJF is better than you and da 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 da, whatever. So Miz, Miz gonna have something to prove. You know, you got guys like Riddle, um, Orton still gonna be there. Cody now, Cody's there now. Uh, you got some, you got some heavy hitters in 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 WWE. So, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know MJF really want that one them problems. You know, but and I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll be a, a world champion in uh, WWE. You know, it could, it, you know, it, it could happen, but I don't know. You know, because I'm just looking at some of the talent. I'm just looking at, you know, you got to think. You, sometimes you got to think like WWE is. If you look at MJF, it's MJF, WWE material, and, and is he WWE heavyweight champion, champion material? I don't know. He has to prove it. But I don't know. And he, he should have won the title in AEW. I feel like he should have been the AEW world champion. I would love to see AEW. I would have loved to see AEW put the title, the strap on MJF. You know, but it hasn't happened yet. He had his opportunities. It hasn't happened yet. But, you know, and I think, like I said, he's, I think he's the top heel in wrestling. So, I mean, that's like I said, MJF has a lot of plus. He has a lot of positives on his side. He can wrestle. He got he can cut, cut hella promos. He's a hard worker. I mean, if he goes to, you know, WWE, I'm quite sure he's going to be on his best behavior, going to be on P's and Q's. He can't, you know, use the same foul mouth and foul language that he does in AEW. But I think he'll be able to make something work. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it does happen, but I just don't think that he really wants to leave AEW. And the last thing I want to talk about AEW is AEW has debuted a new title. Another mid-card title. This is the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. This title looks like a cross between the Intercontinental title and the European title from WWE. So, like, that's pretty much that title. That title, this title is the the second mid-card title in, um, 
for the men's division in AEW. I said they also got the um they also have like I said the, you know what? Speaking of championships, in the Ohio Foundation tournament, they revealed two titles, one for the women and one for the men. So Adam Cole has not only a trophy, he has a belt. The same with Britt Baker. She has a title and a trophy. But my biggest question, the biggest concern is, can they defend that title? If somebody challenged them for that Owen Hart Foundation champion, whatever, can they defend the title? Or they're just going to be walking around with a belt you know, you know, I don't know. You know, that's that's a good question. That, that's something I've really been wondering. Like, damn, when would they be able to defend that title? I mean, but even then, that wouldn't make sense to me because I, I went through a tournament. I won the title. I won the tournament. I got this title. I should have to defend. I was like, I should have to defend this title to the next tournament. It should be like almost like a king of the ring type of thing. I'm this champion for a year. Until the next tournament, you got to beat me, and I'm the last person you got to come see for this title. That's how I think it should go. Oh, I think that might that might how that might how the rules might be for the. Oh, I don't know. But anyways, the AEW has a new title, the AEW All Atlantic Championship, and the title looks good. It's a beautiful title. AEW really has some nice looking championships. They they really do. Like especially like the new the new women's title, the um the tag team titles. I love I love the tag team titles. The TBS and the TNT championships look pretty cool. I like the custom, you know, you get the custom, the TNT title. Like, everybody that won the title has a different, has a different um, belt. My favorite belt was probably, like, the Darby Allen belt, the black, the black with the gold with the red. That was a, that was a cold look. Scorpio Sky got the, kind of like the Lakers colors or whatever like that, which is pretty dope. But now they got this new title, and they got a tournament going on for it right now. So, I believe the... The finals for that title will be at Forbidden Door, so we're gonna see who, you know, as the weeks come, as the weeks, as the weeks come up, uh, who's going to be the winner of the first ever AEW All Atlantic Championship, and that's gonna be pretty fucking sweet. And Warlow, speaking of you know, talked about Warlow earlier, Warlow. Is challenging Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship, his first championship that uh, Warlow has um, competed for in AEW. He lost. He did lose the last time I believe he fought Sammy Guevara for the title. Um, but MJF, MJF caused him to lose that title. Lose that? No, was it? Was it Warlow? Was it Sammy or Cody? Gotta look into that. <laughs> Gotta look into that part. But. But well, anyways, Warlow competed for the title before, didn't win it. Now he wants another opportunity at the title. Now it's him, it should be him versus Scorpio Sky for the title. I don't know how long, because the TNT title, like, I'm glad that they ended that Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guerrero feud. So maybe, hopefully, Scorpio Sky can keep the title for a while. But if they have, if they're going to have him... Defending against Warlow in the way that Warlow Warlow has been getting pushed, I don't see Scorpio Sky being the champion that long. Fuck with Warlow, it ain't gonna happen. So we're gonna see about that. But 
a lot, a lot of positives going on in, in AEW right now. A lot of good things. Like I said, the next pay per view is Forbidden Door. I believe it's the end of this month. Uh, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling coming together to bring a hell of a pay-per-view in Chicago. So hopefully CM Punk as well is, is well enough then to defend his title against the interim AEW champion and, you know, they're going to combine the titles or whatever like that, whatever. Maybe they might debut another AEW title championship. I don't know. That's, you know, to be determined, to be seen. But that is it, my guys. That's guys and girls. This is your boy, the ace that runs the place. One half of the World Club Wrestling Podcast. We will be back. We will be back with another episode. Me and the franchise soon. It's good to be back. It's good to be back to get back into the mix of things. Record a podcast for you guys. We missed you guys a lot. And I hope you guys be safe. Take care out there. Don't let this world stress you too out, stress you out too bad. And just keep pushing forward. All right. So that's, you know, some positive words from the ace. You guys be easy. We out. Peace.